We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. Uh, coming at you uh, on a, a midweek uh, or in the middle of the week on a Wednesday before the Knicks play tonight at home. Second home game in a row against the Washington Wizards. A game that uh, hopefully they will win. Uh, it, it seems like it was just yesterday, but. Lo and behold, the Knicks haven't lost two games in a row since um, December, and it is, um, you know, several weeks into the new year. So good job by them um, winning a bunch of games and at least recently not letting uh, a loss turn into a losing streak that will be put to the test tonight against the Wizards team that, you know, is like a lot of teams um, in the NBA this year, which is they're not they're not terrible. They're not good. They're somewhere in between. And when you have uh, a situation like they do currently in the league where you got 10 teams that make the postseason, uh, it creates for, I think, an interesting dynamic where we are now three weeks away tomorrow, three weeks away from the trade deadline. And we still haven't had any real trades um, because it, it takes a while for, or it seems to be taking a while for teams to really put their finger down on where they are. Um, are they in it to win it or are they in it for Wemby, I guess, as it were. So I have a feeling some of that stuff will begin to shake out more and more over the next, um, I don't know, days even. Um, we got some, had some trade articles that came out in the last couple of days. Nothing directly Knicks related other than Mark Stein reporting that uh, they are, lo- looks like uh, Emmanuel quickly is, for the most part, off the market, which, as you could hear, my daughter in the background, she's very happy about that, as am I, because I've been writing and podcasting for weeks and months saying, please don't trade Emmanuel quickly. We're very happy about that. Um, yeah. So, uh, as always, as a reminder to everybody, if uh, big news breaks, if there's like a massive rumor, or if, God forbid, they actually consummate a trade, uh, we will go live immediately on the Knicks Film School YouTube channel. So if you're not following the Knicks Film School YouTube channel, make sure you do that. We just crossed 
11,000 followers on there or 11,000 subscribers, I guess, right? It's subscribers on YouTube. I should probably get the, the terminology right. Um, but yeah, we'll go live on there anytime they do anything uh, big between now and February 9th. All right. Uh, enough about that. Uh, our guest today, the one, the only returning guest, uh, the, as f- the most friend of the pod that you could possibly be. There is no, there's no friend of any pod anywhere um, as close to this pod as David Fudernick and uh, David Fudernick, you know him. He's a big time Nick fan. He's also an actor. Um, if you have turned on a television set that runs commercials or runs ads at any point in time in the last month, you have seen David Fudernick's face on your TV screen. He's in a, a credit karma ad that is running. Um, it seems like all the time, uh, or at least that's how it feels just because probably just because I know him and, we're friends and uh, yeah, that whole thing. So yeah, we, we uh, banter a few minutes about uh, trials and tribulations of parenting. And then we get into some Nick's talk. And as always, we end up hitting on a bunch of issues and, and going through a bunch of stuff that uh, had no, no idea what we'd be talking about beforehand, but you know, lands on something good. All right. Uh, enough for me. Here's my conversation with the one, the only David Futternick. Uh, what am I introducing you as? David Fudernick, uh, same old, same usual. Yeah. Oh, Sopranos podcast, Super Hoopers. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, uh, great guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Joining me now on the next film school podcast. He's a great guy. I got to tell you, that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of oh, this Oh, John, <laughs> please. <laughs> No. One of the hosts of the Super Hoopers podcast, as well as uh, oh, a Sopranos podcast. Um, he is in my face these days more than more than Tom Thibodeau. Uh, every time I look up, see him sitting in that office chair, leaning back, loving life, eating uh, cheese puffs. Yeah, <laughs> this credit card, like the the the, uh, the generator of the credit karma gravy train. Uh, David Fodernick, hello, sir. Ah. Uh. It's rare that you do commercials for a product that you just really stand by, but you know, I love credit karma. This, this, Where were you before credit karma? <laughs> I know, exactly. You found you found uh, you found joy in credit karma. Yeah, my credit has improved thanks to that spot. So, so it all you know, it's, it's, it's all. I think that's what all they had in just mind. meshes together. Oh man, how you been doing? Good. I'm tired. You know, the dad life is exhausting. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so I want to start with you because we'll get to Nick's stuff very soon. I promise for all of please, our listeners. Please, please. Like, it's, it's all about me. Uh, next. No, you have two kids in your life now. I don't know how much we're allowed to talk about that, but I, I did want to just ask you how things are going. Uh, yeah, we can talk about it. Um, yeah. To, so earlier this year, my wife and I um, had a foster son. He uh, he went to live with his grandmother. We miss him dearly. Um, and now uh, we decided that wasn't good enough. So now we, we we decided instead of just one toddler, we'll have a toddler and a baby uh, and a newborn. So <laughs> they're, they're sisters. They're, uh, one is uh, about to be 17 months. One is four and a half months. And uh, yeah, um, I can't remember the last time I slept through the night. <laughs> I, I was about to say you are... You are you're as in the weeds as one can get with yeah. those those two ages. No. Uh, it, yeah, I, I'm sure you're loving life. <laughs> oh, I wake up every day um, at various hours of the day, 
various hours of the morning, and I just feel so refreshed. <laughs> but it's it, but fantastic. It's, it's good for a Knicks fan to be in that position because it really does give you some perspective. It's like I think I think the Knicks caused me to lose sleep. No, 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 no. Right. No. This is the real thing. Well, this this season combined with uh, these little uh, children has uh, like legitimately aged me considerably. You do have like, a few more grades than certainly when I when yeah. we met. Yeah, it's like when you see an athlete who's like a good example. I get oh, like uh, I recently saw like like Sheed, and you're like oh, Sheed has grade. Uh, it happens. Yeah, quick. I I've, I have the Sheed beard now. It is like getting. A little more old, a little, a little more salt, a little less pepper. It's a, it's a good thing you're a happily married man because you know what they say, funny. No play for Mister Gray. <laughs> if I was still single right now, I would definitely be dipping into the uh, just for men, uh, on the 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 Clyde uh, Hernandez route. I, I'm gonna. I just have to share a very quick story because I I know you will appreciate it. So as as listeners know, my wife has been. Uh, under the weather, she's actually up and out about today, which is which is good. good. She's actually making some carrots right now. God, God bless my wife. But mm. she was down for the count with the flu for several days, and so yesterday, for the my You're my so demanding. My, you just you always make it even when she's sick. You make her make carrots for you. It's just I require carrots. Such a tyrant. Such a I'm the, like a, I'm the man a tyrant of the house. rabbit. <laughs> I'm the man of the house. <laughs> you, I need will, my carrots. <laughs> you will cook me carrots. Um. So, but so she. But anyway, she was not up to leaving or doing much of anything yesterday. So the older one had a birthday party um, that was supposed to be from three, two to three 30, but she also had ballet at three 30. So I was there with her for the first hour of the party. And then at three o'clock we left. I had my phone out, obviously right, watching as I'm walking back to my apartment, shuffle upstairs, change into the ballet outfit, walk to ballet all the while, Watching, attempting to listen while trying to make sure my my daughter doesn't run into traffic. Sure. Uh, come come home, watch the game a little bit like a normal human being. Halftime, thankfully, coincided with when I had to pick her up from ballet. Did that, come back, and then um, of course the ju- we we timed it out so that my wife was like, I'm going to conserve my energy and get up. To give the children a, to watch the children as they take a bath together and wreak havoc in the bathroom, um, right Good when mom. the game, right when regulation ends, and we had like kind of timed it out. Yep. And the game goes into overtime, and in the time of overtime, it shouldn't any, have. It should not have. We'll it talk about have. that. We'll talk about that. It's like it, in the time that. Of, well, of, also, well, we could say that's also assuming RJ hits his free throws, so, which is you know free throw. It only been one. We can hit one. Throw. Okay. <laughs> in the in the in the time of the overtime period, any strength and and will to live that was within my wife evaporated, and so <laughs> she went back to lay down. And listeners don't know this because they couldn't see, but like I had my older daughter was running around buck naked because she was preparing to get in the shower, and she was trying to corral the smaller one and just send you know bring her anywhere away from where I was. It was really that and, and combined with the, how that next game down, that game went down. That was, um, it was a day. It was a day. Yeah. That's a nice daddy day. 
It was a great day. Yeah. Anyway, enough about uh, children. Uh, if this was not the best birth control ad for anyone listening who does not have kids, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I promised myself I won't be one of those parents that like just bitches and moans about it because it's wonderful. It is but, wonderful. Yes. You know, but when someone asks you how you're doing, you know, it's <laughs> it's generally you go to the like, I'm exhausted. Yeah, like, don't ask me that question. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So in in Nick's news, all that was going on during. I th- can we still? I don't know. Are we as Nick fans are we allowed to call that the game of the year? Because it like, obviously it doesn't feel like the game of the year because they lost. But like, right in terms of how exciting it was, and we well, mentioned I've, it in your newsletter today. I was thinking this yesterday during the game, like how um, kind of out of nowhere this has become a, a very very interesting uh, rivalry this season. Right? They've they've been good games. Um, they're testy and physical, and uh, I, the teams just match up uh, well together, um, it, including their players that haven't even been playing all that well this year. Just seem to uh, have good games against the them. Van Fleet. Yeah, like, yeah. <sighs> like what, what he's? I, I I will look it up now. Like his shooting percentages on the year are not good. I don't know how, no. how bad they are, but they're they're certainly not good. And then this is, he had two straight games of what twenty eight a pop coming into yesterday, um, and then yesterday he's I don't know I thought he was the player of the game. I mean some of the shots yeah. he hits that's that's why it's like you you want to be upset, but at the same time it's like you know tip your cap man. Yeah, and also it wasn't one of those games where they were up twenty one and then and and then found some way to lose. Like it was a yeah. back and forth game uh, the the whole way. So. You, yeah, I, I, yeah, you want to win every game, but um, that was that was a loss of all the losses that like hurt. That was a loss I could stomach yesterday for 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 some reason. Yeah, he's he's a thirty seven percent for the. This is after yesterday, thirty seven percent for the year, a little under thirty three percent from three, and then this season he's had uh, one, two, three, four, eight games scoring twenty eight or more. And three of them have have come against us. So um, go figure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like you just kind of brought it up. Well, on the like, it wasn't a 20 point lead. We gave away like. Yes, there were those, you know, it felt like three straight possessions or like four out of five or four out of six possessions in the fourth quarter where it's like, man, can we just get into our stuff a little quicker and like stop trying to milk the clock with five minutes left in the game when you're, you know, you barely have a, a single digit lead. Like th- that that's stuff. A, that's every game though. It feels like they, they completely, yeah. even against teams like the Pistons, they seem to find some way to have several possessions down the stretch in clutch time where they just like completely abandon any offensive sets. Yes. And, that and that's, that's, kills the, that's them. the annoying part. That kills them. And it, I feel like the takeaway from it, th- this is not a natural sports fan thing, but like, I wish it, I wish I was wired this way, but I'm like, I wish the takeaway from yesterday is like, like what you just said. It's like, we're going into these games and we're, and we're in the midst of these games and we will lose a close game. And like what you just said, like I, you want to win every game. The fact that we've gotten to the place this season as Nick fans where we could, that's literally that is legitimately how we feel. It's like you come out of a game and you're like, man, can't believe we lost that one. You want to? W- we want to win them all, and that that's not crazy. I feel like that should be the the lead story, but obviously it's not because we're, you know, we are who we are. Yeah, yeah. 
Too much PTSD. <laughs> too, too much PTSD. No, but man, I, I don't know. I like I was on with, with uh Jake Fisher afterwards and like uh you know he his first point to me just as someone who like again he admitted he only watched maybe five or six Knicks games this year. It's just like the Knicks are good. Which I think we if I don't know. I feel like you, we should you, be able to settle in and just admit that. You're seeing that more and more from uh non-Knicks folks uh mm-hmm. in the in the last month or so. People are like, oh, uh, the Knicks have turned into a good basketball team. I enjoy watching them. And obviously a yep. lot a lot of that has to do with Jalen Brunson uh turning turning the ship, turning the tides for us, um, which is trickle down to guys. I mean, all the discussion about how it's affected Julius so positively. uh, Look at how it's affected Emmanuel quickly so positively. He seems to really enjoy playing alongside him, and he's become a different player. And obviously, Grimes wasn't playing at the beginning of the season, and Grimes is in there, and we love Grimes. You know, Grimes is is the man. You're soft-pedaling Grimes here, it sounds like. No, I love Grimes. Okay, it's it's just muted. No, no, no. Well, because it's just like a, we we know we knew that we know he's that a metro we love him. and you know what he, he brings every night. Yeah, exactly. It's more the the players that have taken that next step. I think this season to me quickly has improved more than anybody else on the roster has to in, Who, in my from 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 last season. Just his consistency and his confidence in his game has grown so much. And a lot of that, I'm sure, is you know you get a you get a little boost from starting. Um, that well, the, that helped his confidence considerably. His he start. I mean, he he's. It's funny because like he's still not shooting it great. And if you if you just look at his starts, like the shooting numbers are are okay. Yeah, but like, but he's it, not jacking up some of the kind of crazy shots that he was last year. He uh, he seems yeah. to know when when it's when when the shots not falling. He's so he's good at just knowing. You know, I'm gonna shake and bake a little bit and take it to the hole a little more. I feel like maybe the toughest balance to strike in the NBA, and maybe there are guys who do this really well, and, and I'm just not thinking of them, but just like, so like if you're a star, it's very easy. You just, you're going to shoot it, whatever, 20 some odd times a game. And if you're kind of a, a lower echelon role player, it's like when you're wide open and you're a good three point shooter, which you know, again, most role players that get in the game today, unless you're a center, like they are going to be three good three point shooters. So it's like if you're open, you shoot it. Right. And if you're not open, you pass it. Ideally, maybe you try to put the ball on the floor and then pass it. But if you're like in that in between zone, so I, I mean, really, I guess this just is basically like six men, maybe fourth starters on some teams, you know, maybe some, some seventh men. Um, it's tough to find that balance between being a guy who chucks it too much. And then on the flip side, being like, like the, oh man, the, the Terrence Rosses of the world. The, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like you, with a lot of those guys, you just kind of, it, 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 you feel like it comes with the territory. So you'll live with the, you know, the occasional low percentage shot or the, you know, the, the step back three, maybe that's not in the, the most ideal shot in that situation. But the other side of the coin is guys who are way too hesitant. And if anything, mm-hmm. I feel like quickly has, has gone towards that, but not that is improved. Like in the beginning of the season, I think he was definitely more hesitant now over the last maybe month or so. Could you use a little bit more aggression from him at times? Sure. But I think, yeah. I think he's finding a really nice balance and it's, and I don't, I don't think that that's been easy because of how many different hats he's had to wear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm excited for him. I'm excited. I am too. I'm, I'm happy uh, there's going to be a Nick too because I don't think they're going to trade him. This is something that more casual Knicks fans always uh, like text me about is, uh, well, is, is he still like on the chopping block? Is he still on the trading block? How, how do you feel about that? I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. I think he's too valuable to them now, and especially on the contract that he's on. I, 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 I think he's too valuable to get, let go. And also, they're not sellers. They're, they're not. Well, here's the thing, though. When his name was appearing in those trade rumors, I don't think it was because they were like, we're, you know, sellers in the, like, traditionally, when you hear the word sellers in NBA parlance, right? It's like, um, you know, people asking right now, are the Wizards going to be sellers? Are the Bulls going to be sellers? Are the Jazz going to be sellers? It's like teams that are like on the, on the verge of being like in the, the play. Season's, I, season's done. Yeah, this, well, it's like not officially done, but it's right, like but, all, all but done. Or, yeah, or writing's on the wall. Yeah, the writing's on the wall. You're not going to do anything. You're, you're not going to meet your preseason goals. Um, right, right, right. With the Knicks, when they were like, they're going to sell quickly, that's what made it, I think, so, so, um, I don't know, st- just staggering to, to hear it is because it's like they were still very clearly at the time trying to trying to win, trying to write the ship. And he is a guy that was helping them do that. All the numbers said as much. And that's why it was like, you know, it it felt like it spoke to just not an unnecessary, you know, idea, like notion of shuffling the, you know, constantly shuffling the cards by the front office, but just that they didn't have as good a grasp on, on a good at handle. And like the foundation was wobbly. That was what I always kept coming back to. It's like, if you're going to trade that dude, something's wrong with your foundation. And, but I'm happy now it's, I think we could move on from that. Yeah. I think at this point, I, I I mean, uh, it it appears they'll, they'll just kind of nibble. That's, that seems to be this front office's MO anyway. You know, they're, they seem nibblers. They're they're nibblers. Yeah. Yeah. What, so right, so I'm, I have a I'm like writing a little something about the the trade deadline for uh, what is it Wednesday's newsletter, and you know there's like the, the, there's names that are going to keep coming up like Eric Gordon, Malik Beasley, Gary Trent Jr. Um, I'm trying to think of of some other some other guy like you know the, these sorts of like band aid. Well, Gary Trent Jr. is more than a band-aid, but like guys that are that are either low-end starters or high-end backups yeah. who are probably Mi- microwave scorers. Yeah, you know, not they're not um, you know, even uh, oh my god, I think um the uh, Vanderbilt on is it Vanderbilt? No. Um the kid on Charlotte. I'm I'm blanking on his name and I'm not Oh, McDaniels? McDaniels. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vanderbilt's. I get the two McDaniels and Vanderbilt uh, confused. It feels like there's like always like 10 McDaniels. <laughs> well, it was, it was weird because there are two of them and they came out in the same draft and they have the same right, right, first right. letter of their name um, with like one letter difference in their first names. Anyway, um, like those sorts of guys are going to be out there and available, but mm-hmm. they're like, are you looking at it like it's not going to change our ceiling this year? what's the point of giving up anything or are you in the mindset of like, you know what? It would be meaningful for me as a fan. Like the difference between like maybe finishing seventh or eighth and potentially not even making the playoffs versus like securing a six seed. And even if it's just a matter of like pushing 
you know, whoever the Bucks into to six or seven games in the first round, like, would that make a difference to you? Yes. Maybe that's short-sighted. I don't think so necessarily. Uh, I think it's uh, our team is young. I think that experience is important. Um, and I, I don't think missing the playoffs or being a play-in team and still, you know, having some long shot in the lottery is is worth uh, uh, dodging playoff experience for these guys. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At this point, I've completely abandoned because the team is good enough. I don't. Uh, I completely abandoned wanting to get. I, I mean, even when <laughs> even when we've felt like we properly tanked, you know, the, the lottery doesn't go in our favor. <laughs> so, properly tanked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we tanked about as properly as one can tank, and uh, yeah. yeah. Well, spe- speaking of tanking, I want to get back to that in a second. But speaking of tanking properly, it's funny how you mentioned a bunch of names before, and you you didn't mention RJ, who would, I feel like was it was down, and then it was up, and then he got hurt, and then it was down. And now I love I I I, I want to say I I'm not you, you love RJ. I'm a, I I'm an RJ guy. I just think it's been such a bizarre season for him. 
Very strange. Um, he he has been a little forgotten, which uh, which was why I, uh, that moment yesterday was uh, very cathartic. Um, Good word. He, it was cathartic for my daughter too. He did hear. not look to anybody when he got that rebound. Yeah. He had decided, I am going to dunk this ball. I love this. You love to see that from him because because the biggest issue for me with him has been his decision making. Yep, and. He, I, uh, please give me more of that. It give was, me that. Give me that dog. I mean, he that I, that was amazing. And and of course, like we like we said previously, he, he should have shot a free throw as well after that. That was, I mean, we we, we can talk, talk about that now. We can talk about the officiating in the game in general, but you know, did Scott, you find it? Scott egregious? Foster going to Scott Foster? Clyde Clyde was singing his praises yesterday for not teeing up. Uh, Randall, Randall, yeah. At the end of regulation, I'm like, you don't give this man flowers for not deciding a basketball game. That's sh- that's what he should do. I the refs should never put their finger on the scale like that. So I I, I thought that was ridiculous. You know that Clyde was and and, and Scott Foster of all people. Like, I, I, it was not a good. It was not a well officiated game. I watched the the replay of the final dunk a few times. These all these Raptors games have been incredibly frustrating because they are very physical. Yes, and it feels like all three of these games have like the the, the whistle has not been consistent on both. But ends. that's what Tibbs was saying after the game. Is he's yeah, like, I don't mind right. if you're going to call the game a certain way, but just right when Tibbs says, I don't know what a, I no longer knew what a foul was. I think he chose his word. Yeah. When, when you breathe on Siakam and he goes to the line and yep. Randall gets gets the third foul call, you know, like. I, that happened, yeah. the, you know, the, the, just like it happens, it happens too often. Randall has to be fouled like five times before they blow the whistle on any given play. And part he's of that is he, initi- he, in- yeah. he initiates a lot of that contact. Yeah. You he's know, become really that. tough to officiate. Especially that, you know, the, the, the swipe is in the bag now. Like that's in his repertoire. Like it's working well for him. But uh, but I'm just talking about like when he goes strong up to the basket, like uh, he does not get a lot of those calls. And we can also talk about Jalen Brunson getting tossed around all the time. And I think he doesn't get Another a lot of those t- calls because they're like, it, it's almost like, you know, uh, in real time, they just feel like, oh, he's just getting bummed around because he's a little guy. Yeah. Well, he's, he's getting bummed around. He should go to the line more. I mean, to their credit, as a team, they have gotten much better than in the beginning of the season w- that they were at getting to the line. Like Julius Randle shooting even though he should probably be shooting even more, he's shooting a million free throws. Um, RJ's getting back to back to the line. Shout out, obviously, eleven free throws against the Raptors. That's good. Brunson's free throw numbers have gone up since the beginning of the year, so they're 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 better in those areas. But I agree with you; it could be even more. Um, and I yes, the, the the refereeing was was poor in the game. I I don't know. RJ himself said after the game, I didn't. I knew they weren't going to call a foul, which right. I don't know how much you you take from that, but like, you know, it, they could have, I think is the point. Um, yeah. With, with RJ, like I'm, it's just, it's funny. Cause like I, you know, we, we, we always zoom out and like big picture and this even relates to like, whether they should make a trade or not to like rate, you know, incrementally raise their ceiling this season, even if it's not going to result even in like a playoff series win, like, I think there is this perception like, yeah, nothing really matters until they make the the trade for the star, which everybody still thinks is coming at some point, and it's more about who and and when as opposed to like whether they do it. 
And I still kind of go back to like RJ, his, his range of outcomes for me is still so large in both the people who think I, I mean like this more negatively skewed. I, I still like when you watch how he was in the second half, really it started at the end of the first half yesterday. Um, it's like, man, there is still a ceiling for this guy that is out there because he is just 22 and it is just his fourth year, you know, which also in turn makes the moments where he's not as good as you know, or you think he can be, you know, even, you know, frustrating. And we still got a lot of those. That's what I, you know, that is it's just been a crazy season from him. And he, you know, Fred Katz had that great article about how like the beginning of his season was stymied by his off season yep. kind of being held up. Uh, and then he had this injury, which by the way, sounded way worse than I realized, you know, when all the reporting came out about what actually happened, it, it's a miracle that he's back this quickly. Really? Have you ever uh, had a, an injury of that ilk? Yes. Really? I, I've had, oh, uh, John, I've had so many horrendous uh, basketball injuries. What's the My, worst? I'm afraid to ask what the worst one is. Uh, the worst one was uh, I was playing at Schertz Park on the Upper East Side uh, when I was, what was I, 19, 20? I was in college. Okay. And um, playing street ball, um, I was running to try to save a ball from going out of bounds. I went headfirst in a wrought iron fence, split my skull open in two places ah. dislo- dislocated my thumbs because i was obviously trying to like brace my fall i got no- i was knocked out when i came to like the paramedics were there and i was like had no clue what happened i was just like i was like this is so dramatic i can just go home yeah i was in like surgery for like seven hours uh columbia presbyterian so yeah that, that i would say that was the worst <laughs> What? My my mother was just like mortified. Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> my my mother like was very unhappy that I continue to play basketball after that. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I can blame her. That was a, wow, that was, a, that was yeah, that was a fun call to get for her. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, so then yeah, you you can so, yeah. Actually... So I've had some bad ones. I've had some bad bad ones. And it's and it's funny because RJ's reaction after his fingers split open when he was just kind of looking at it, walking off to the sidelines, is probably what your reaction would have been. You just would have looked at you like your tendon sticking out of your finger and be like, "Oh, I should probably get this taken care of." Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so like, the, it, so part of the weird season is that like he's just he's he's had so many roadblocks um, health wise, you know. To, and look, uh, even despite that stuff. Some players are just always like Mark Teixeira on the Yankees was always. You just knew he was going to have a slow April, uh, and then yeah. he would always come around, and he would always just get get his numbers right by the end of the season. He was just he was he found it. So I don't know. RJ might just be that way for the rest of his career, which would be very frustrating. But I I, I guess the ceiling is still there. I think the ceiling, the ceiling is absolutely still there. still there. I think I the ceiling is still there. I I was ready. I. Not that I was ready. If I'm, I, I had kind of, when things had gotten real bad about whatever it was, twenty games into the season, I think I had jumped off the. I, I left RJ Island as as far as like there's still stardom here. I was like, we he he needs to, he needs to embrace being more role player. Like that's what this has to be. Like being being the fully being the third guy or the fourth guy, and then he reminds you. It's like, man, no, this guy still has the ability to be 
is special player, but even then he does it in a way that I don't think anybody else in the NBA really does it. It just, it looks different. It feels different. Um, he kind of plays at his own pace. It's not, there's flat. not a, yeah, there's not a smoothness to his game. Yeah. It's, not, it's he, not flashy. Yeah. It's not flashy. And you also see him like, you know, working. He doesn't often make oh. it look easy. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> there's nothing easy about it. About any of it. Um, I don't know how it is for you. For me, the players that are much more up and down, the highs and the lows, and with RJ, it has not only been within seasons, but within games where it's like first halves, second halves. Mm -hmm. Those are those are tougher players for me to really, truly emotionally get behind. I am much more like, give me Quentin Grimes, where it's like, I know exactly what I'm going to get every night. I know yep. it's not going to be too high. It's not going to be too low. Right there. I, I need that. Yep. The metronome. The metronome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I don't know. I think I don't know if most most fans are or are like me or or they they're they're up for a little bit more variance in their lives as it were. Um, what do you? Uh, we got to get going soon. I I uh, again that that duty in a bit. Um, what Daddy are you excited? Calls. Yeah. What What are you excited for the rest of the season? What are you looking forward um, to? What do you you know? What's getting your blood pumping? I'll start with this week. I I want to step on the Hawks' throats later oh, this week, wow. and I want to get some revenge on the Raptors for that loss yesterday. Okay, uh, so that's the the immediate um, want. Uh, I I would I would love for this team to finish in the in six seed or higher. Probably not going to be higher. That would that would take some injuries to uh, the other teams. Uh, you know the Nets. Are dealing with a biggie, and I also have—I I don't have a lot of faith in Cleveland staying healthy. So, really, um, yeah. Well, it's interesting because Gar Garland has missed so much time in the past. Um, you know, they—they're—they're they're never at full strength. Jared Allen is always hurt. Um, so I could see a world where if this—if this Knicks team keeps playing how they have been, um, the last you know month and a half or so, uh. You can see them sneaking in a five seed, maybe. Um, but 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 I, I look. That's you know that's what I want. That's not necessarily what I think will happen. But uh, so I but I would but I would love for them to avoid the plan. That would be nice. I think that's where I'm at too. I would love for them to avoid the plan. If there was a world where they end up as the seven seed, do I think it would be the end of the world? No, I don't. No. I don't think that would be the end of the world. Depends on how and, you get there, right? And look. The, the East the, is top loaded and uh, that wouldn't be surprising if that happened. Uh, yeah. And that's like, I guess that's the thing is it, it's not that like I'm, I'm about ready. I, I shouldn't say this in front of Andrew Claudio. I'm a, I'm almost ready, almost ready to back off of like Miami is, is just going to, it's going to, they're going to wake up one day and, and, and put it together. I, I I might be ready to back off of that. I mean, you're you're well, you're I I, I mean, I loved Riley, you know, in his Knicks era. That's but, the thing, man. You you were so, I know you're so, you are such a Riley stan. Um, you you can't be more of a stan of someone than I am for Pat Riley. You love that Gordon Gecko motherfucker. You love him. Just yeah, that lot lot of lot of respect for the snake oil salesman. Um. <laughs> But even if you put them, and they're still the close in record, they're closest to the Knicks. So they're they're a game behind as of now, even yeah. though they just lost the aforementioned um, Atlanta Hawks. But like, 
So it's not just that it's not like I'm fearing any one team, but it's that they're chasing. I feel, you know, we had, and we don't know, maybe the Halliburton injury changes this both in terms of like whether they'll be able to keep up with their record. They've lost four in a row um, or whether they will, as was reported recently, look to make an addition potentially as opposed to trading off pieces. The Pacers, I don't know if they're going away. Mm -hmm. The Hawks quietly, 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 quietly won three in a row. They still have the talent. They, they, they absolutely have the talent. Have talent, and it's yep. very clear from some of the stuff that has come out recently. Like the issues there are, there's a lot of shit going on. But again, there's the talent is there, and then but you know yeah. this game on Friday, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a, a a a game that just like absolutely sends them back back down to where they belong. I so. I hope so. I mean <laughs> the, the the next the, the next four games are interesting. So Washington at home on on Wednesday. Um, which I, I believe is as people are listening to this. Probably um, better if Kyle Kuzma doesn't score 40 points this time. I'm just, just going to put I, that out there. KP had a... Um, <laughs> we had were a lucky game. that we were lucky that KP was so dreadful until the fourth quarter. Yeah, he that was, was, he, that was... That made a huge, huge difference. He was he was much better. I forget who he played, I, but I looked up his stat line. It was a night or two ago, but he was, he was quite good. Um, but yeah, so... That's I, like I'm still in like game to game mode. Like, I'm, yes. I'm excited for the the potential of winning the next game. Yes. Um. Yeah. And then after that, going to Atlanta, and then after that, going to Toronto, and then and then you got the Cavs at home. So, you know, they they got they got their not their work cut out for them, but like they have an opportunity, right? They have an opportunity to keep the keep the pedal to the to the, to the metal. I've been told to that anyone can win in the NBA on any given night. I've heard that before. I think you're, I think you're right about it. And then, and then, hey, after we get through these four games, um, the next game after that is Thursday the 26th. That'll be two weeks from the trade deadline, and that's when we'll, we'll, I could see us maybe starting to get some news and real rumors trickling in. Although, who knows? Maybe, maybe that'll happen before then. I don't know. Um, David Furnick, I will always ask you before I let you go. Where can folks look forward to seeing you? Um, anytime soon. Or find you? Where can they find you? Well, you can always find me on on Twitter, uh, tweeting about the Knicks. Uh, far more than most of the people that follow me probably uh, would prefer. Uh, at David Feudernick. Uh and then uh, yeah, on Instagram, on you know all the on all the social stuff, and then as you said at the beginning of the pod, uh, Super Hoopers podcast. Um, uh, comedy NBA podcast and we just got back together to start recording O Sopranos podcast again uh this love past it. Saturday. So love it. Uh so so we're back back on the wagon. Uh we're we're in the middle of uh season six A right now. So awesome. So the penultimate season. The penultimate season, although I still have a hard time even though I know David Chase considers them two seasons, but I still have a hard time looking at them as, as true blue uh, separate seasons, but because six B yeah. was how many episodes? Eight. It was it was like six or eight, right? I thought yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, but um, but yeah, if you're a Sopranos fan, and uh, just uh, the Schwinn and Connor Rothbaum just had me on uh, the podcast that they had you on as well. Great stuff. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I I will. Always take up an offer to uh, talk about myself and talk about the Knicks and talk about the Sopranos. So, yeah, it's a great combination right there. That's right. Uh, 
David Frudenick, you are a scholar and a gentleman. Um, uh, thank you. As and always. a great guy. And a great, noted great guy, David Frudenick. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, John. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Fuddy. He's the best. Uh, don't forget, tune in uh, also later today for a uh, another edition of the the fastest growing niche basketball podcast episode type in America. And that is, of course, the KFS pregame show hosted by the one and only Andrew Claudio. I'm not going to say who the guest is for this Wizards game, but let me tell you, it is a good one. And it is a guest who um, is uh, something uh, this person wrote recently is very, very relevant to um, the Knicks recent history and maybe even the Knicks future. I think that's enough of a tease. So tune in to uh, the Knicks Film School pregame show again, hosted by Andrew Claudio uh, ahead of tonight's Wizards game. And then also, of course, uh, tune in for the postgame featuring me, hopefully talking about a win. All right. Uh, enough about that. If you dig the show, do the whole thing. Rating, review, subscribe, all the good stuff. We will be back with more fun and games very soon. Until then, peace out. Be well. Talk to you soon. make decisions for your company you always look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your process to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents books and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.